Hello, Blackhawks fans, and welcome into the Four Feathers Post Game Show. I am Johnny Nani. I've got Patrick Comiskey with me today to talk about a Blackhawks 6-2 beatdown of the Detroit Red Wings. Patrick, how you feeling about this one, man? Well, uh, Johnny, first and foremost, good to see you again. Uh, it's been a little while for us, but uh, you know, I'd like to point out that I'm now two and zero on these uh, post game shows. So uh, I might have to hang out, or uh, you know, we might just have to keep playing the Detroit Red Wings. But feeling good on a uh, nice early afternoon victory Sunday. I love a good eleven thirty puck drop. Yeah, absolutely. The national broadcast on uh, NBC, uh, 11.30 matinee uh, puck drop. Um, I always get the fear, Patrick, they're going to come out and be uh, like hungover <laughs> on the ice. They at least look like it. They, there have been times that they do that. Uh, but there have been other games. I remember a game against the Capitals where they actually absolutely took it to them um, in one of these 11.30 starts. So good to see, um, you know, uh, no Sunday scaries for the Hawks today. Um, and especially for PS. Uh, the, the kid records first initial goal, but gets a hat trick um, in this game. Uh, th- that is absolutely uh, the story of this one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that was uh, that was something crazy, man. He, uh, he looked really good out there. He looked like a natural. He looked like he had been uh, around for quite some time. And, you know, he just uh, kept finding the right areas on the ice. Um, you know, I kind of talked about it with Ron uh, in the last episode, you know, how I don't – I'm not a big fan of throwing uh, – Kane and Strom on the same line. I think in, at the most you, you want to spread that offense out a little bit. Um, it's looking like Pia Suter might have found a uh, home on Patrick Kane's line right there. Those two are starting to build some chemistry early on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, t- it took a few games to get in the groove, um, but there, there's a reason why he was the Swiss League uh, MVP last year. I know Europe doesn't always completely translate over, but another guy um, who had that same uh, designation was Dominic Kubelik, and you saw him come over. And granted, different position, Kubelik at the wing, Suter at center. But either way, they have a scoring touch, naturally. Uh, finally, it was broken through today, uh, and, and very much uh, in evidence on the ice. So uh, just running through this one a little bit, like I mentioned, no hangover for the Hawks, so it was good to see. Uh, excellent start, outshot the wings 13 to 5 in the first period uh Suter is one that opens scoring uh assist from Dehan and Kane uh Kane kind of walked the wall dropped it back to Dehan who laid the shot on and uh Suter right place right time uh right where he should be uh for that rebound goal um and then he had the second one as well um he, he was once again out in front uh this time it was on the power play and Janmark and Kubelik got the assist Patrick one of my takeaways from this is uh you know the Blackhawks scored six goals in this game um but where they scored him is what's kind of impressive to me. Four goals all right out in front of the net. Thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, you know, this is something we've talked about ad nauseum uh, with past Hawk teams. It was, it was way too much going on. Uh, everything was to the outside. Uh, they really found a way to get inside the dots, which I think is big. Um, they struggled with that a lot. And, you know, they took it to them. Uh, Detroit's defense, a little Swiss cheese action out there. They, they weren't too interested in uh clearing the front of the net or, you know, getting in the passing lanes, any of that. Uh, they kind of let the Hawks do whatever they wanted to, and the Hawks took advantage of it. So, you know, you, you got to commend that. Um, at the end of the day, you know, you're playing the worst team in hockey. You're playing one of the worst teams in NHL history if you look back to last season. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you got to take advantage of these teams, especially considering you're going to play them a ton this year. Um, you should be getting four points in, in these two-game stands, and they did that. Um, but yeah, like you said, it was really good to see these guys in the front in front of the net. You got to do that. Um, Pia Suter did it. You know, Andrew Shaw will do it. Um, even even on the one goal, you know, you had Dylan Strom going to the net on uh, 
on Connor Murphy's goal. So, mm-hmm. you know, everyone everyone was going and it was it was looking really promising. They got to now you start playing some better teams. You got to keep that going. Uh, I can't be afraid to get in front of that net. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, make a good point there. Um, but that as this tally that I just mentioned uh, before I handed over to you was the um, Suter second goal. And uh, that was on the power play, like I mentioned. Uh, that is now six straight games with a power play goal for the Blackhawks. First time they've done that since 1965-66 season. Uh, and it's tied for the second longest streak in franchise history. So good to see the power play uh, stay hot early. Um, and, and then as we're getting down to the wire here in the first period, Kubelik takes a hook and call with 48 seconds left uh, that penalty bleeds over into the second period and right away David Kampf uh, comes out and takes a hooking penalty of his own 12 seconds into the middle frame uh, and they get a five on three Detroit does and uh, Bertuzzi uh, buries a redirect chance out front uh, make it 2-1 at this point um, I like the Hawks response after this one Patrick because they started generating a few more chances after that kind of being lackadaisical in the early phase because uh, th- that is the kind of goal that could eventually jumpstart a team to make a come back you know i and i kind of want to go back to that camp penalty uh really did not if there's one negative to take away from this game i really did not like that penalty from uh david camp um you know it's just it's not smart you can't have that um it was it was an easy call um you got to keep your feet moving he didn't do that um you know playing with the body it it just it it was wrong uh you, you give that you give you give any team, even a bad team like Detroit, uh, a minute plus of five on three, uh, chances are they're probably going to score, and they did. Um, not much they could do there. You know, it was pretty good execution there by Detroit. Um, uh, Dylan Larkin, you know, he is—he's pretty damn good, just uh, surrounded by not much. Uh, yep. He makes a good play. Um, but you know, like you said, the response was good because they did come out a little flat in that second period. Something they—they've been known to do in these last couple of years. Um, they didn't, you know, they didn't look too great but then they did start to rebound and really start bringing it back especially as that second period went on um but you know i it's one thing especially that's happened early in the season especially even friday against Detroit, they took five penalties you just you can't be doing that you really can't um especially with three very young goaltenders um none of which having a ton of experience you don't want to constantly be shorthanded yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned the five on Friday, five again today. Um, so and the Hawks were only uh, three of five on the penalty kill. They allowed two power play goals. It'll be one a little bit later that we get to. But, um, you know, that's something that's just got to be cleaned up, a, a disciplined thing. So um, definitely a key moving forward. Um, but as we move on through the second period, though, we talk about the response. And the fourth line has been buzzing. Uh, we, we love the fourth line here at Four Feathers Podcast. And, uh, you know, it, it's a damn shame that Ryan Carpenter, my guy, and David Kim, uh, Austin Blackhawks D-Zones guy uh, just have absolute stone hands. Uh, Carpenter had a wide open net on a two-on-one with the end mark, completely missed it wide, uh, and then he had another one a little bit later in the game. Uh, but I, my point there getting this is that it's so important to have Brandon Hagel on that fourth line because he actually has a little bit of a touch to his game. Uh, he's going to do a little bit more offensively. He scored, you know, I think 19 for the Hogs last year. So uh, he's got that, and that's just not the forte uh, of a camper carpenter type. Um, but uh, anyway, as we move on towards the end of this period, uh, Detroit probably played a little bit better at five on five in this period. Uh, but uh, like you had mentioned, um, kind of Dylan Strong driving towards the net. Uh, one gets dished back, whether that was him or Anthony Mantha. Uh, we'll have to get a zoomed in replay of, but it could have been Mantha that pushed it back. Either way, Murphy picks it up. 
fires away, uh, finds Twine. A uh, nice shot from him, and nice little Selly, a little half like windmill, uh, you know, from him. That made it three to one Hawks, uh, and that it, at least on NHL.com as of right now, uh, goal is unassisted for Connor Murphy. So I think you're correct on that one. I wanted to kind of uh, you know talk about Strom here, but that's all right. <laughs> Thoughts on the rest of the second? Yeah, you know, I'll do everything in my power to uh, avoid uh, the inevitable Dylan Strom talk. You know, he has actually. Uh, <laughs> somewhat proved me wrong this year he's playing pretty well but yeah no i i was i was able to see that zoomed in version of the goal and it, it was anthony May. made a nice play to take it away from strome but then he just threw it right to connor murphy like <laughs> tape to tape it was beautiful um but you know and you love a good celebration from a defensive defenseman that wasn't expecting that out of connor murphy that <laughs> was pretty nice a uh, good shot you know he uh, uh right over the glove and you know the the celebration to go with it it was it was a really nice play um and that's one thing too um i think i think we've seen it a little bit this year the the hawks defense is getting active they're they're pinching up a little bit more uh than maybe you've seen them in the past and even a guy like connor murphy they're joining the play um puck finds them and uh, he makes no mistake about it it was you know that's another nice thing to take away from this game yeah, absolutely. We won't be done with Murphy. Uh, we'll circle back to him. Uh, a little milestone coming up for him. But also, you just talk about uh, defense and pitching up. And we know that, you know, the Boquist Mitchell types, that's what they're, you know, labeled as. That's what they're going to do. Duncan Keith does, um, you know, uh, on his occasions. He picks and chooses his spots. But I like seeing uh, guys like Murphy, uh, like we just talked about here, and Calvin DeHaan uh, looks at fireworks. Those guys have some heavy shots. So, hey, you, you throw it on net. Um, you know, what does that EO say? It's always a good play. Throw the puck on net, uh, but you're looking for, you know, redirects, uh, slash passes and uh, sometimes just uh, beating the goalie uh, by yourself from the uh, point if there's a little traffic in front. So uh, good to see that. Uh, I like that approach a little bit better. feel like that's gone stagnant uh, in years past. So as we move on, I'd mentioned we're not done with Murphy here. So uh, Kane sets up Yanmark absolutely beautifully uh, on the doorstep very early in the third period here. Um, Yanmark, it, you know, it was a bad defensive play by Detroit. Uh, they were out of position. But either way, Yanmark's where he should be capitalized on it. This makes it 4-1 to one Hawks. Uh, I had mentioned Kane with the real nice dish. That gets all the uh, attention there. But Murphy also had the secondary assist on that one for his 100th NHL point. Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. Uh, Connor Murphy just uh, lighting up the scoreboard early on in the season. I think he's up to uh, was about five points or something like that. So uh, good for him. Uh, nice little stat sheet stuff or day for him. Uh, you talked about just a great feed from Kane. You see that stuff over and over and over again. You know, just uh, Yan Mark didn't even have to do a whole lot. Uh, Kane pretty much scored the goal himself there, uh, just <laughs> banked it in off his stick. Um, but, you know, and then you talk about Detroit. Oh, my God, was that some bad defense. Uh, Eric Gustafson would be proud of Anthony Mantha on that one. Boy, oh, boy, uh, Anthony Mantha, it looked like, you know, he you could throw give him two assists for the Hawks today. Uh, that first <laughs> one where he threw it right to Connor Murphy, and that second one where he just looked disinterested and playing any sort of defense there in the blue paint. I guess he was standing there at least, but he just let, uh, he let Yanmark do whatever he wanted to. Um, you, you know, Eddie Olchek even mentioned it uh, after that goal that uh, we didn't see much of Mantha. I can't imagine Detroit was too happy with him. Uh, time for him to go take a seat. Uh, but, you know, it, it is nice, you know, no matter how bad of a team you're going to be, no matter what the record states this year, you're going to get pretty nice plays out of Patrick Kane game in, game up. Um, everyone got involved today. You know, I think everyone can walk away with this with positives. 
Yeah, absolutely. You're, I'm just looking up and down the score sheet here and multi-point games from Myanmar, goal and assist. Uh, Suter, obviously, the three goals. Uh, you got two apples for Kaner, uh, goal and assist for Murph, um, and then a bunch of other guys with uh, single digits in there. So uh, just excellent to see um, in this one here. So then uh, as we move on, um, you know, Pai Suter going for the hat trick now. He, he's got two um, as we're, where we're at the, after that 4-1. You know, Hawks go up with that Yanmark goal. But Suter's looking for the hat trick. He gets close on the doorstep. Kane almost sets him up. Uh, you could tell he was looking for it. Kane probably could have, you know, wristed that puck home, top shelf, uh, gotten it. But, you know, he's an unselfish guy uh, trying to get the rookie. A uh, little hat trick action. Uh, didn't happen on that play, but... Um, you know, it would come later. So uh, Keith took a high-sticking penalty. Last goal of the game for Detroit comes here. Uh, Bertuzzi, once again, cleans up a rebound. Um, you know, like we talked about, just got to clean up penalties so you don't put yourself in those vulnerable positions. Uh, and, you know, for your defense and your goalies um, all around. Five penalties today, uh, definitely something to clean up going forward. But uh, back to Suter. Drives in, uh, and he snipes one home uh, for the hat trick. Uh, he made a nice move in the neutral zone to get around a defender, and uh, he drove right to the net, uh, put it where it needed be um he collects that hat trick and it was great to see uh, patrick kane uh, be the one to pick up the uh, puck for him uh to bring it and keith with the assists on that one but uh just great moment for pia Suter. yeah it really was uh i guess not something that you're exactly uh predicting coming into this game uh you know a bit of a coming out effort for him and you know it just, it just seems like every time these things happen like you said kane grabbing the puck out of the net patrick kane is involved in seemingly everything <laughs> um, you know, he's on the ice for it. And, you know, it was really cool. Like you said, even before that, um, if there's someone on Patrick Kane's line with two goals in a game, he's almost always looking for the looking to get them in position to uh, score their third. Um, you've seen it back in the day all the time with Artemi Panarin. If Panarin ever had two goals, Kane was looking for him. Um, you know, it's just it's always something. Um, it was really cool to see him get it. Um, just kind of a seeing eye shot there uh, over the glove hand. Um, and he gets his third goal. And, you know, a damn shame for there not to be anyone in attendance. Not for, I was hoping maybe like uh, one of the equipment trainers or some shit would throw his hat on the ice, but uh, not a hat to be seen. So I guess that's the uh, one negative from it. Yeah, when uh, Philadelphia, someone scored a hat trick for them early on in Gritty, through, of course, through a hat. So come on, Tommy Hawk, step it up. We need a, yeah, we need a hat on the ice. The upper deck. Yeah, yeah, he looked like he was a lot of the time. Um, but uh, let's see, we're not done with this one yet. Uh, Philip Kershev wanted to get in on the fun. It was already kind of garbage time here. Uh, but he pots one, good for his confidence, makes it 6-2. Um, absolutely dominant third period, uh, Patrick. And I was excited to see that because the second period uh, overall probably went in Detroit's favor when you're talking about controlling play. I know the Hawks had the one goal in that second period from Connor Murphy. But um, just looking at the scoring chances and whatnot, uh, Hawks were out chance 7-12 in the um, second period. Period, but then completely flipped the script 11 to 5 in the third period. Uh, just took it to the Red Wings, put their foot on their throats, and uh, that was it. Uh, Detroit sucks. It's weekend sweep. Love to see it. So um, that's about all I got for this game. Any final thoughts before we move into the preview? Yeah, no, I and I like that you brought up, the, or if we go back to the Kurashev, I thought he, even before he scored that goal there in the dying minute, um, I thought he, he looked pretty good today as well. He was pretty active. He was around the puck a lot. Um, he was noticeable out there, uh, moving around pretty quickly, making good plays on the puck, uh, making good plays on the boards. Um, that's one thing I, in the pet over the last couple of years has been very critical of a lot of the Hawks on is just losing board battles left and right. I think Kershaw looked like I, they were winning a lot of them today because they, it, again, it is Detroit. Um, not the greatest effort from them. Not a lot of skill there. Uh, not a lot of will either. Uh, but Kershaw looked like he had it. Um, I just, he just kept noticing 23 and I'm still, uh, hell, I'm still out here trying to 
memorize these numbers for a lot of these new guys and realize who the hell it is. But uh, 23 <laughs> kept kept popping up today. So, you know, another positive to take away from it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, I really like Kershaw's game so far. He has a high motor um, and uh, he's, he's a little bit crafty. Um, like you said, uh, seems like he's always in the right place, right time. So uh, good good to see that. And some of these young guys uh, finding some confidence because uh, they're going to need that because uh, not every game going to be against the Red Wings. So wh- while we're celebrating this win, absolutely, we have to, especially after losing the first four. Uh, you know, I might as well get a little bit uh, excited about these. But let's keep it in check because not every team will be the Detroit Red Wings um, and there will probably be some more bad beats like we've seen uh, in the games at Florida or at Tampa. So um, that, that wraps it up for this one. Once again, Blackhawks win 6-2 to two to sweep the weekend series of the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, moving on, Blackhawks will play uh, against Nashville, heading down south, um, playing the Predators Tuesday, January 26, 7 p.m. Central Time on NBC Sports Chicago is the opener of that series. And then Wednesday uh, night, they'll play back-to-back nights for this uh, little two-game swing uh, in Nashville. Predators are 2-2-0 as it stands right now. Now they got the brakes beaten off them uh, at Dallas 7-0 on Friday night, um, but they do play again today, uh, Nashville and Dallas. So let's see how that uh, shakes out. But as we're recording right now, um, like I said, 2-2-0. And, uh, and hey, we, we hate Nashville more than anyone here. Uh, yeah, not a fan. Um, just a just a damn shame to see them lose 7-0 the other night. <laughs> you just hate, you really do hate to see that. Um, interested to see how the outcome of that uh Red Stars game turns out tonight. Um, it should Dallas, you know, take care of them again. You, you got to figure you're going to get a motivated uh, Nashville team there on Tuesday. Uh, they'll be at home. Uh, real, you know, always interesting to see these two teams get back together. Dating back a couple years, that was a pretty sizable rivalry uh, between the two. Uh, maybe more fan base driven, um, but you know, no less, it was definitely one of the Hawks' rivals right there with St. Louis. Um, so you know, it's always. Something to go see them play. Nashville, not as good as they once were um, in, in the past couple of years, but you know they still got some skill there. So it, it definitely a tougher matchup than the Detroit Red Wings. So you know, just interested to see if the Hawks can carry over this play against you know a more formidable opponent. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'll be interested to see how um, Nashville chooses to match up uh, against the Blackhawks forward groups because uh, you got a little bit going right now. Obviously, uh, hat trick today, something was clicking right with that first line. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Um, I would imagine they put a more defensive um, kind of group in place against them because uh, Roman Yossi, yeah, sure, he is a decent, uh, you know, two way player, but he, I feel like his focus is offense. He's always up there at the top of defenseman point leaderboard. So um, I would imagine. If you're trying to contain Patrick Kane uh, and company, uh, it will be someone other than him. But we shall see uh, how that matches up when they take the ice once again, like I said, uh, Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Time uh, on NBC Sports Chicago. And then it'll be 630 uh, on the Wednesday game uh, on NBCSN Wednesday Night Hockey there. Um, But uh, for Tuesday's game, Patrick, let's get a stick to click who's getting it done for the Hawks. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go with uh, Alex to bring it. Um, he, I guess he was probably one of those, you know, he, he wasn't able to net anything today. Um, but you know, he, he actually looked pretty active too, um, making good decisions with the puck, um, kind of weaving his way. I, one thing that was noticeable about the power play too, was their zone entries were a little better. They were moving the puck pretty well. Um, then that this season as a whole, um, Alex to kind of been a good point of that. You, you've seen them. Yeah him kind of when they pass it up around the blue line, he's kind of the man who facilitates that last pass at the blue line. Um, he's been doing that seemingly him and Kane have both just looked really good moving the puck. Um, I would like to see, I think 
we see him get uh, bury a goal there Tuesday in Nashville. I love that, and uh, we're all about the cat bounce back season here. Um, I mean, you know, it's got to happen. We got to keep speaking into existence. So I'm glad you took to bring it there. Um, easily one that I could have picked as well. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dominic Kublik though, um, and, and this just kind of stems out of volume um, because he, he loves to shoot. He just is just fucking fire away. That, that's it. that's his mantra. That's what he does. Just fucking crank it. So I put that out for the Twitter account. Uh, but it's true. That's what he does. Uh, so you know, one of the games against like Florida, I think he had like eight shots on goal, and he had five one the other night that. Uh, I was watching uh, and obviously you can see him get hot scoring bunches uh, pick up a couple but I uh, wouldn't be surprised if one went in um, and he, he's been kind of randomly on the assist sheet too so um, just you know I think that line has some chemistry there uh, with Dylan Strom you know he's a good distributor as well uh, so when you get a play where all three guys touch the puck uh, chance that Kubelik uh, finds a score sheet as well so uh, I'll go with that I like your pick of cat though too um, and that's about it that's all I got for this you got any final thoughts I do not, you know, let's uh, let's carry that momentum. Let's keep this, uh, as Duncan Keith famously said at the 2015 parade, let's keep this uh, red machine rolling, eh? Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, before we do, i got to close uh, this thing out. Uh, make sure you go to com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Four Feathers Pod and at ONTAP Sportsnet. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts as well. So, Hawks win 6-2. Birds on Tuesday night. Let's go Hawks. Yeah, let's go Hawks.